talk trash about the things people love to hate hate to love and we're your hosts shelby and matt uh, bullying works y'all we're here i'm happy to be here matt is deciding to put on his grumpy hat whatever i can already feel the vibes just pouring through the interwebs towards me um but we're here to talk about yellow jackets <laughs> yes which is a dream come true for me personally since i first brought it up like five weeks ago and um you know january wasn't giving us much there was nothing in theaters there's nothing happening and the internet is still talking about the show so i felt it was our right nay our duty to cover um this showtime original a hundred percent fresh on rotten tomatoes uh well-reviewed well-received show and see just what has matt's panties in a bunch (laughs) yeah So I just want to say that I did not come into this with a negative attitude. I thought that I was going to like this. Like, I saw a billboard in Times Square. I thought it looked good. Everyone was saying great things. People were comparing it to Lost. I like the actresses in it. I was like, this is right up my alley. I love a survival thing. You know, (laughs) I I, I watched and read so many of those like survival series growing up. I I watched the flight, what is it? Flight 29 down, flight 49 down, whatever that like WB, like Discovery Kids show was about people who survived <laughs> a plane crash. And then there was a novelization of the series that I read, but they, but neither the show nor the book series like finished. So then I wrote <laughs> letters to like the, I don't know, powers that be trying to get them to finish the series, which they did not do anyways. I went into this really expecting to like it, and it really just did n- did nothing <laughs> for me. Like nothing. I just can't believe this. Okay, there's there's nothing. There's nothing that was working for you. It really it got to the point where on like episode seven, I was like, I gotta watch these a double time. I was like, I no. these these are like slowly draining the life out of me. Oh so my I God, I watched the finale like you know, as, as one does, but there was a couple episodes where I was like, you know, okay, we got to click through this a little bit. Cause it's <gasps> getting, it's getting a little slow for me. Matthew, I'm very disappointed. And we really should have had like Sierra or someone else on because I'm starting to realize that, um, you are, I don't even want to say target audience because this show surpasses that. You were just I feel like, like I am the target audience for this you're show. You're just like, what is happening here? Like, why, why does this happen to us, Matt? Like, we're three and a half years into this. Like, I feel like I should know you better. But like, every now and then you just come out with this take that just like, just just grabs the breath right out of my body and just uh, deflates okay. my entire joy. So, like, <laughs> several things going on here are reasons why I feel like I didn't like the show. Okay. Okay. Number one, just, like, off the bat, 
I had a hard time watching this because it was so grisly, <laughs> which seems to not make any sense because I love horror yes. movies. I love an action movie. I don't mind a war movie. There's something about like the, the like, the like makeshift medical sort of scenes and the like butchering animals and the like just all of that and the the like the cannibalism like I don't know I just it like made me squeamish I had to stop <laughs> it multiple times in various episodes because I was like I can't watch this for any longer I'm feeling lightheaded like the scene where they're dissecting the guy in the bathtub I was just like oh. <laughs> dissecting. Like I just well, can't. Well, we watch you watch that stupid like Hell's Kitchen girl boss uh, movie where they do that for yes. fun, and you thought it was funny. You thought it was good. So right. I, I don't know I, why though. This this I was just like not look. My body was it was it wasn't me. It was my body making the <laughs> choice, and my body rejected it. Trauma response. Yes. Oh man. In a former life, I don't know if I was you know hacking up corpses or if I was a corpse being hacked up or yeah. what but I just I couldn't no I mean I want to respect that because obviously I have my blind spots in gore too where, where I enjoy this show admittedly I I turn away when the when the gore is happening so it's not like I sit there and revel in it I'm like oh I love seeing this man's leg get chopped off but this like is the much girl with stomachable. the bones sticking out of her leg, even when they're they are not even on the plane cars. Then the guy getting his leg crushed under the plane, then them chopping yes. it off. Like yeah. there was just so much. Oh my gosh! But but some of those things are like things that happen in shows that you don't mind or movies that you don't yeah. mind, and it's just like I it think feels strange. I think to it's try something where like out. I think it's something where like in a horror movie or an action movie like yes people are dying left right and center and I love sort of like a grisly death but they somehow seem more cartoonish I get like yes. I can separate it cuz it's like these sort of outlandish things where in mm. this I think because of the I don't know like survival element right. it was doing different things to me I yeah. unclear like um but then the I feel like the main reason why I did not like the show and why I had such a hard time like getting into it and staying with it and watching it and I kept like like I I the I would like watch an episode or like a half an episode and be like, okay, like I got to Like this isn't keeping my interest. It's just that I did not like any of the characters. And I feel like that is. And again, this doesn't make sense because yeah. like we talk about succession and I'm like, Oh, you know that you said you don't like that show because you can't root for any of the characters. And I'm like, Oh, those characters, even though they're all terrible people, I enjoy them. They're like, um, they're like so bad. They're good. I don't know. There, there's something about the characters in Succession that I like find interesting, or like the characters masculinity. <laughs> Where these characters, I just like. I hated every single one of them, and I could not like. I just found them all to be miserable human beings. They were, stuck and I just like could not surviving drama. I know, but I didn't like them as teens, and I also did not like them as adults. Like, I was just, I don't like them I, at all. I literally, like, don't even know how to continue The with only character that I liked was Jackie, and I was like, because she was the only one we who was making any sense sure. to me. They're all we out in the wilderness, and the rest that. of them are, like, like, cuckoo and, like, I don't, they're just so easily got on board with this, like, weird 
whatever. And then I know that they're all going to turn into cannibals and like eat the poor girl that I was just like, no, I hate this. Uh, I, and, and Jackie's the only one who's like, you guys, this is stupid. We got to get out of here. And I, I mean, was like, Natalie exactly. too was like, you guys are being, you tried to murder someone. And I did. Off. I did like Natalie's the, the like She's punk rock the, one. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I liked her. I would say that I liked her most of the like main four. <laughs> Okay. 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 I have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of feelings. I hope to convince you, convert you, but whatever. This isn't starting as well as I wanted, but let's get into it. Um, Yellow Jackets, if you're listening to this, you should have already watched it, but for a refresher course, um, this is mainly following, as you pointed out, like four protagonists that are played by a teen cast and then an adult cast because the story happens where in 1996, a high school soccer team, girls soccer team crashes into the wilderness. And we know right off the bat that there is something ritualistic happening where they're hunting girls and supposedly uh, chopping them up and eating them in a ritualistic way under the guise of the antler queen. That's like the first scene we get, which I immediately found like, holy crap, what's happening? How did this, how did this unravel so quickly? Um, but then simultaneously, you have the story of the present day where four of these women are survivors trying to go about their life without ever acknowledging what actually happened in the woods. They have some sort of unspoken pact that they will never, ever mention it. So they've never gotten help. They've never confessed. They've never shared anything. And supposedly they're the only four survivors or at least that we know of and I feel like that premise alone was like a big selling point it's like oh my gosh like the lost uh energy is like easily apparent because it's like oh it's a there's a mystery happening but it's also about these characters and it's not going to give us the answer right away about like how do they become this like hunting each other sort of tribal uh, ritual I don't know (laughs) thing that's happening how does that happen and what and what about that is so traumatic that these girls are suddenly unable to talk about it in their current life which I like this premise a lot. Yeah. I feel like it's very interesting. And those scenes in the first episode where they're like, they're hunting down this girl and then they're eating her. They're all wearing these weird masks. It's yeah. like, okay, we don't know who's alive. We don't know who's the dead one. We don't know who's already been killed. It it feels like this is something that they do regularly. So we like, you're, you're instantly hooked. I found it then frustrating that we really never went back to that section of the timeline throughout the show. We then, so that's, I mean, we don't know exactly when, but presumably towards the end of the 19 months that they're trapped in the wilderness. And so then moving forward for the rest of the season, the two timelines we get are like the beginning of them in the wilderness where they're still, you know, sort of doing like a Robinson Crusoe kind of things of like, we're chopping wood, we're hunting for animals, whatever. They're not onto like the cult stuff really. Yeah. And then we get this present day timeline where these four women are being like extorted for money. And there's some like con man, like mystery sort of we're on the run hunting for whoever is, you know, doing this plot line. But I felt like I wanted more of the like cannibal cult stuff because that they give you that in the beginning of the first episode. And then they don't, they don't really like I wanted more clues of that sort of like sprinkled throughout the show. And we really don't get any aside from <laughs> things that happen in the future and things I that mean, have Lottie already happened. Would like a word. I 
<laughs> Maybe you missed it in fast forwarding through some of these episodes. Um, no, I mean, I guess it seems like. I mean, we get like dream sequences and these like. But like lost, lost but they itself do n- on a mystery for six seasons or whatever it was. And you were never like, well, why won't they just show us the island? It's like, it's like, what do you want from this show that pitched itself as a multi-season arc? Like it can't suddenly skip to the end. It's a multi-season. No, but I, but I just like needed some more like cuts to that like other period. I don't know. No. <laughs> Anyways, See, I, I found like... my, my interest okay, okay. was, was waning. I'll say. <laughs> Okay, see, what I find really compelling about this show and what what elevated it from just, you know, to your point, oh, it's a bunch of girls surviving the wilderness and they end up eating each other. LOL, how disgusting. Like it was it was pitched sort of as this watch them fall apart. Isn't that fun? Sort of survival Lord of the Flies. uh, I don't know, uh, energy. But what it ended up being is like a character driven kind of reflection on trauma and memory and relationships and teenage angst and PTSD. And I felt like it was so compelling because these women were imperfect, but they weren't just crazy. Like they weren't just, it wasn't just like Dexter. It wasn't just like, here's a cast of sociopaths and let's see what they do. It was like, wow, like watching these teenagers with all their flaws and fury and hormone kind of navigate this really traumatic situation and seeing this question mark of like, is it supernatural? Is it just bad luck? Is it, is it, is it dark forces or is it just their own like trauma response trying to make sense of something? Are they seeing these things? I found that so interesting. Like every single episode, I was just like, whether or not I liked the girls and I did in fact, like a lot of (laughs) Van has my heart forever, but I just feel like I was so engaged in the depth that they were willing to go in, in the time they were willing to take, that that was part of why the show was entertaining and fun and interesting. Yeah. uh, (laughs) I don't, like, I guess I, just because I did not like the characters that much, spending more time with them was not really doing anything for me. (laughs) And I felt like the more time we spent with them, the the less I liked. I guess let's get into the characters, the four main characters. That's insulting. Like, it's just like... Who do you want to go, who do you want (laughs) to talk about first? Okay, well, I I guess, yeah, at the heart of it, you have Shauna, who's kind of paired with this storyline with Jackie. You have Thaisa, who's paired with Van. Um, Natalie, she's paired with one of the few male survivors, which is Travis. And then Misty, who is uh, clinging on to literally all and anyone who will give her the time of day, but mostly Natalie. Um, so I guess we can talk about Shauna. She's sort of the heart of it, I guess. Yeah, so in the in the flashback sequences, she has uh, cheated. She has slept with her best friend's boyfriend. And yes. then when the plane crashes, she is pregnant. Yes. And she's sort of like the... Um, I don't know. I don't necessarily know if like nerdy is the right word, but she's kind of like quiet. She's, she's like, Jackie's very like the popular it girl. And she's sort of like the slightly woebegone best friend in the flashbacks Mm. who then cheats on her best 
friend with their best friend's boyfriend and is pregnant. And then in the flash forward, she is married to said boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And the marriage is sort of on the rocks. She has a daughter who she doesn't quite get along with. And there's this mysterious man who shows up in her life who she starts having an affair with. And I feel like we obviously from the jump know that like this person, this guy just like keeps showing up randomly in places where he shouldn't. Shauna seems unaware that that's a red flag, but I feel like the watchers are like, clearly this person is somehow involved in this like grander scheme. This isn't just some random person who shows up for a Mm -hmm. blackmail, but I find it very difficult in any show to root for some to root for like the cheater i don't know why i just find that like we've talked about this before on the podcast i know we have yeah where and so i'm like i don't i don't like that she's like backstabbing her friend then i don't like that she's (laughs) cheating in the thing i and she just seems so like i just could not stand her like in either version of the plot i was like this person is is like not a good person, but not an but, interesting person. Okay, I mean, Just Jackie like is a dull. bad person. Jackie is a bad person, but you like her because she's likable. Like, I think that's what's interesting to me about you siding with Jackie, who, for all intents and purposes, is the mean girl here. She's willing to throw Shauna under the bus over and over and over again for her own. What does insecurities. Jackie do that's wrong, though? Jackie is a bad friend. And if you can't recognize that, then you need to take it to your therapist because I have been friends with a Jackie. Jackie constantly minimizes Shauna, takes away Shauna's power, constantly puts Jackie in the center of attention. And I don't think Jackie is a bad person. I don't think any of these kids, except maybe Misty, is a naturally bad person. I think they are teenagers who are acting out in the only way they know how. And I think it's interesting that we got Jackie's parents' perspective because you see exactly how Jackie became Jackie because she's just like her mom is, where she refuses to know the worth of anyone else around her except herself. And I think that is what's wearing down at Shauna in the teen years where it's like she's constantly playing second fiddle to Jackie. And in the wilderness, Jackie is a bitch, okay? Jackie is willing to out Shauna as being pregnant just because she's she's angry and jealous and vindictive. Um, she's willing to destroy the relationship between Natalie and Travis because she's horny and vindictive and <laughs> angry. And she's constantly willing to to destroy relationships she has with these people because she feels personally affronted. And I think that's an interesting story. I think that's a realistic uh type of girl but I think it's naive to pretend that Jackie is somehow better than all these girls because she too has her flaws insecurities and problematic behaviors that are coming out in the worst heightened ways in this seriously uh, depraved uh, situation they find themselves in I disagree with all of them <laughs> I feel like Jackie is so like yes is Jackie the best friend to Shauna no I feel like Jackie is behaving in a very like normal um way that yes is very frustrating and requires like someone to you know maybe haul off and scream at her and be like you're not a good friend to me but i think that having your best friend sleep with your boyfriend really is like a step above whatever kind of like bad behavior that jackie is bringing and if I was stuck in the wilderness and I realized that my best friend was pregnant with my boyfriend's baby, I would also be very upset and possibly out them to the rest of the group. However, but the way she does it isn't just emotional. She takes the time to think of the cruelest way she could. 
Yeah, but then Shauna also is cruel to Jack. Either way, the <laughs> thing that I like about Jackie is that I feel like she is like the voice of reason in the wilderness. <laughs> like everybody else is just going along with this these like weird things that are happening and this like culty whatever. And I feel like Jackie is is like the person who's who's like guys we got to get out of here and is also the one who is like giving, I don't know, she she has she's like trying to create like levity in various <laughs> ways. And I was just like I of the characters, I found her, like, the most enjoyable to watch. I mean, she didn't want to walk off with Thaisa. Like, what did you mean she wanted to... She was being the logical one. Like, No, but, like, early on, she's... I Like, she's the one who I just feel like Lise wants to be there. Yeah. I feel like, <laughs> yes. And that is that, that was something I related not. to. I was like, if I would crash this plane, I'd be like, you guys, this is like not a fun time. Like we yeah. we gotta go. Like we gotta be focused on going. Where I mean, clearly, like Misty and some of these other ones, I think were like living their best wild woman fantasy. And I was like, no, not here for it. Yeah, I mean, I think this is interesting. I'd have also to she's the least early susceptible. Episodes. I feel like to the cult uh, thing that's happening. Yeah, which I think is an interesting part of her is because she's not able to fully, for better or worse, she's not able to fully attach herself to these girls, even though she's the supposed leader. Like she, I think it's interesting that she is the, she's the, um, the, the team captain. Is, yeah, the captain. But ultimately she really fails to be a leader because she can't, she can't attach herself to any of these girls because she's too self obsessed not that i'm saying like i liked jackie i think jackie i liked all these girls because i felt like they were compelling characters who felt like girls i grew up with girls i resonated with like i think that was what was so compelling about having the teenage girls kind of uh set the tone for how the adult girls were is because it's like that phase of life is already hell right like that's you're already living through hell at that hormonal stage. And now they're in a new level of hell where they're stuck in the wilderness with each other. And those like insecurities, those raging emotions, the, the way that your ally alliances shift and your friendships shift is just like, that is such a messy time. And it does feel like life and death in moments, right? Like, it's like, I don't know. I don't know what it is like for teenage boys, but it's like how in Mean Girls, she's like, high school is just like the African safari. Like, it's just, it's, it's dog eat dog out there. And I think you can't really trust who you're around because you can't even trust yourself. I mean, I agree with all of that. <laughs> and I think it is probably realistic in the way that they're acting. But it doesn't necessarily mean that I was enjoying watching it. <laughs> um, the So to move on to the next character, you have Thaisa, who's... Sort of like, I. she's not the team captain, but she's kind of like, uh, I don't know, like a de facto leader. She's sort yeah. of like the most she's jock the of, the, of them. She's the one who suggests that they like go looking for water. She's the one who suggests that they... Um, that they event that they try to escape. She, she's she has a lot of pull. She's in like a covert lesbian relationship with Van, who is the goalie in the um in the flashback sequence. And then in the real life or in the current day series, she's running for state senator of New Jersey. She's married. She has a kid, but her life is is like spiraling. Um, from all of the stress of everything. And then, of course, there's these people sort of uh, like 
creeping around and threatening to like ruin her political aspirations by bringing up things that she did on did in the past while she was starving in the wilderness but we don't really know what those things are except for maybe they're cannibalism yeah 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 i i think ty is the most frustrating especially as a teenager but i think they lay the ground for work for why she is the way she is with this weird side flashback of her childhood where she has this traumatic moment watching her grandmother die in kind of a surprisingly shocking way and again that plays into oh is this a supernatural story is she being haunted is she in touch with these demonomic spirits but what i liked about her is this like refusal to recognize what's right in front of her like when she and van and a few others decide to go marching off and lottie had warned them about these weird you know mythical uh beware this is a bad choice she refuses to acknowledge anything bad she just doesn't want to deal with it which always proves to be the worst choice you could make and i think that speaks to kind of how she is constantly repressing in the present day to the point where the twist of it of her realizing like oh shit i'm the one who's been traumatizing my son because i refuse to deal with these things that are right in front of me that are right in my past that are right here I think that's just like an interesting way to look at this generational trauma and this and this refusal to really face what you don't want to and how that explodes in other ways in kind of worse ways even. The I didn't mind her in the flashbacks cuz I felt like she was sort of one of the smarter ones, but <laughs> she in the present day I found her very aggravating because all because right from the get-go when she starts running for office. I think it's Shauna who's like, why are you running for office? Like I thought our thing was that we were supposed to sort of lay low and not have people ask questions because they're already asking for questions. Obviously if you're running for a Senate position, like people are going to be trying to dig up things from your past. And I was like, yeah, like what is this level of sort of like egotism that requires that she run for office and then as these terrible things start piling up she continues to run for office there's a point where she promises her family that she's going to stop but then she decides to continue on anyways even once she realizes that she's like climbing the tree outside of her (laughs) son's window at night and like eating her own hand and then her wife (laughs) finds out that she's she killed the the family dog and like it has some kind of weird sacrifice thing in the basement i was like you just need to like drop out. And so then you she weren't ends up creeped winning. out. You weren't like, oh, what's happening? You weren't like at all moved by the the mystery of this all. Like you weren't, you couldn't be bothered to be entertained by this sort of. Here's the other thing that that I also say about horror movies. <laughs> I don't love a supernatural plot line. Right. Like, And I, so all of the stuff that was like, is this a demon possession? Is it a whatever? Like, I don't know. I, that for me, I was like, okay. Like the, I found it much more, I found the things more interesting that were just sort of like the straight, like personality dynamics, like who's conning, who, who killed Travis, like that stuff more than I found this sort of like demon possession plot line engaging. But what was interesting about it is that they don't really lean in fully. It could all be explained as like logical, like not supernatural stuff, which like I just like. like mental illness. Yeah, or like like what like what supernatural like the ghost appearing. It's like yeah, that could just be these star. Right, minds but why is are... she? But why is she like killing the animal in the 
basement. Like just because right. she's well, maybe because she she believes or a part of her body believes in whatever ends up happening with Lottie, right? Like I think that's the implication of the finale is one, you don't know if Ty did it knowingly or if it was part of this like, you know, <laughs> uh sleepwalking issue. We don't know how she falls down the But doesn't she start getting the sleepwalking issue when she sleeps in the attic? Right. I think that's what's interesting is it's like, oh, well, it could just be like, I don't think the show makes a strong case that it is 100% supernatural. I think everything could be explained as like, these people are starving. They have no nutrients. They're alone in the wilderness with no hope of, you know, uh, rescue. So, of course, their brains are going to start breaking down. And of course, they're going to start doing desperate things. And like, well, and then there's all of these sort of like poison psychedelic plot yeah. lines that are going into. I don't know. Yeah, I I guess. Yeah, I this this was not my this was not my favorite of the uh, adult <laughs> plot lines either. I was sort of like she if for as much as I hated Shauna in both plots i could i felt like shauna's actions as an adult like made sense to me where taisha's actions as adult i was like these are ridiculous like this like why are you running for office like just get out of here like this is. i think she's just like desperate to power through and to her her powering through has always been like driven by oh i want to go on and be a lawyer oh i want to get into the school oh i want to make this happen and in that moment where she's sitting on the bed with shauna talking about that and how she did go on to do all that it's like clear that she refuses to acknowledge her past because she thinks it will hold her back and the way she thinks to hold her past back is to just power forward and make like do these things right, but you can do lots of things do. going forward that aren't like political offices you know <laughs> for sure I don't yeah know. i think she loves the power i think it'll be interesting to see where she goes in season two because it's like did she finally give in quote unquote to these evil spirits and like now she'll believe that you know sacrificing the dog is what let her win yeah what this is this like an race? illuminati kind of thing yeah. like yes what's happening <laughs> but i also so. liked her relationship with van and one thing this show does well is sort of the queer representation one because it's a women's soccer team but two because all these girls have like great chemistry together and van and ty are allowed to have sort of this like queer joy like love story happening and i really like van as a character because i feel like to your point she's the one who's like can't we acknowledge how weird this stuff is like can't we just take a moment and pause and think about how weird it is that lottie saw this red river and now we're at this red river and like you won't acknowledge how weird this is and it's driving me crazy and i think she's like the one who's desperate to make sense of it and the only one who's giving her an answer happens to be lottie Right. Well, because then at the end of the, she's her and Misty are in the, are like the first two cult members of Antler Queen. <laughs> yes. So, <sighs> I yeah, I I liked Van. I thought that she was, I thought she was, an interesting character, and in that she's a type of character that is very present in real life, but is not often present in screen. You know, mm. like just like her build, the way she looks. Like I think you know, sort of these like sporty like queer high school girls like they're not showing up in euphoria and (laughs) sex lives of college girls and stuff you know yeah yeah so i was glad to see that and i did like their relationship um i also liked early in the show where um jackie sort of like is like we got to leave her on the plane like the plane's gonna blow up and then she escapes and then she's pissed off at jackie (laughs) i was like that 
that is that is like very yeah, realistic. See, I love that. Abandon her. Wait, but Jackie was also trying to shave Shauna and the other and I herself. Like, herself. like there's only so much you can do. <laughs> I would yeah. have also just left you on the plane and been like, whoopsies. <laughs> You're a Jackie, and that's alarming to hear. Um, Who are you? I honestly am probably a Shauna, aside from the cheating, but. Well, know. you did steal your best friend's <laughs> boyfriend, this so this this tracks. This, this actually um, tracks. But then we have uh, Misty, who is played by Christina Ritchie, and I think is the most delightful part of the older cast because she plays her just off the walls bonkers cuckoo bird. But you also like hate Misty, but I think by the end you kind of like understand her a little bit, you know. I. Old Misty is like entertaining. Chris, the Christina Ritchie one is like clearly unhinged. She knows how to do all of this random stuff. She's like poisoning people and kidnapping people. And, you know, like you can, uh, she's entertaining. The young Misty is just like weird and, <laughs> and so desperate to be liked by anybody that she has like a brief moment of glory in the first episode and then destroys uh, the plane radar, which keeps everybody so there. Frustrating. And, and it's just like from that moment on and, and just throughout, she's just so infuriating as in the, in the yes. child flashbacks where you're like, somebody should just like haul off and shoot her oh and that gosh. would honestly clear up a lot of issues for this group <laughs> oh like she's the one who like poisons them with the like yes, she's doing I all agree, kinds of, but of i things. don't believe in state killing state sanctioned murder but um look this yeah. is the wild west <laughs> and somebody's gotta go yeah i mean i think um she's an interesting character because you kind of like yeah is she a sociopath i don't know or is she just desperate to be liked like she just wants to be needed and so she's able she's a very bad person like she's abusing the elderly she's kidnapping stranger she's lacing cigarettes with fentanyl she's clearly unable to attach herself in normal ways and so she does this thing where she plays the innocent and you kind of see it in the first episode where she's on this really bad date but she just keeps manipulating him into coming closer because she wants him to and the way she knows how is to like play this system of being the innocent being the dumb naive girl and and it mirrors the what she does with the the kidnapped like pi slash reporter s girl where the pi thinks she's dealing with someone who's dumb but misty isn't dumb she's just like she's no misty's very she's smart like, <laughs> I don't she even just know has what no it interpersonal is. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> she can't figure it out. But honestly, honestly, I really like how this show dances on the like drama versus comedy side. And when Misty decides to save um save Natalie's drug <laughs> habits by snorting the cocaine herself. Oh, I thought yeah. that was pretty good. <laughs> Yes, that scene was great. Um, yeah, she she sort of redeems herself, I feel like, in the adult side by the end where you sort of do like her. Um, yeah. I definitely liked her as an adult more than I liked Shauna or Taisha. <laughs> and she... And she is, like, sort of the comedic relief. She's just one of those people who, like, does not realize that you cannot, like, force people to like you. Like... yeah. It's like her and her and Jackie are sort of like polar opposites in that 
Jackie's one of those people who sort of like naturally people like, but then is horrible to them. And so by like not trying to make people like them, she somehow does make them like her, but then it's sort of like, she's probably not the best friend where, um, Misty like desperately wants to be someone's friend and will be an amazing friend, but like can't quite figure out that you can't like have that happen by like a manipulation and power of will. Like you just have to, there's a part of it that's just like chemistry that she can't like wrap her mind around. Yeah. Um, Natalie is uh, played by Juliet Lewis uh, as the, as the present day. Natalie and I feel like this is one of those scenes where it's like impeccably well cast I felt like everyone made sense as their counterparts um and Natalie yes was like the funnest to watch because the two actresses who I don't know who like set the tone first but I imagine Juliet acted first and then you know the the teenage one mirrored herself off of her but I thought they were really good and it's like a sad story where she's she's a drug addict. She's uh, constantly like blowing her own life up because she doesn't know how to deal with this. And there's like a lot unspoken of what happens in the 25 years they've survived where she had a relationship with the other guy, Travis, after they were rescued. So we know there's something happened there. And now she's intent on finding out what happened to him because he died supposedly by suicide, but, um, but possibly for some other way for some other reason, I mean. And, um, and so watching her kind of just like all she wants is like, I don't know. It's sad because she's, she hasn't been able to fake it the way the other three have. Like she hasn't been able to go on with her life like the other three have. And I think that makes sense knowing where she came from and her traumatic background and like how the, how the wilderness is going for her so far. (laughs) And I think that's what makes it interesting. But but also Juliet Lewis has had her issues with this story and I think she did not enjoy it as much as the other actresses. So Wait, what do you mean? She didn't really like she had some comments during like press tours and stuff where she's like she didn't seem interested in how the storyline went where she couldn't keep her sobriety I think because Juliet Lewis is on a journey of sobriety too and so she didn't like how the character was kind of portrayed in her path and she makes comments that are like I really hope we can figure out a way forward type thing so I think she was surprised one by how well the show was received and how much people liked her character that now she's kind of been like okay on board but someone mentioned like oh I hear it's a five season arc and she like was on Twitter she's like ah I don't know about five seasons but we'll see how this goes type thing so I think she had problems with the story itself I mean I'm with you Julia five (laughs) seasons dear lord um the I really her character I think is the most uh, appealing in both the flashbacks and the current plot line like you yeah at least I just felt like you understand the choices that she's making. Like, yes, she is destructive, but it's like a self-destruction. It's not, she's not like pretending that everything's fine. She's the one out of the four of them who's like, things are screwed up here in the present. And I'm just trying to deal with that the best I know how. Um, And also I think, you know, she is, she's sort of the comedic relief at various points because she has a very dry sense of humor. The things that she says and does is are very relatable, I think, to the audience of like, yeah, I would say that I would do that. They're not. And and she seems to be like the most um, 
I don't like she seems to be in in both plot lines, like kind of skeptical of the of the culty sort of stuff or like removed from it mm-hmm. a bit, which I also liked in the in the back flash or in the flashbacks. Her main storyline is just that she's sort of falling in love with the boy who's on the trip. But Travis, yeah, Travis. and they're like hunting together and sort of sleeping together and trying to figure out all of that, which isn't like the most uh, like plotty storyline. But I found, you know, sort of sweet and entertaining, especially when you realize like, OK, it's this sort of doomed romance where they're going to have a sort of rocky go of it out here in the wilderness and then a rocky go of it when they get back. And then it's ultimately going to end poorly. But that she. uh is going to sort of push through. And then also there's a, I, I guess I was confused. I was trying to figure this out who the like cop is. It's like a friend of hers from high school in the yeah. present day plot lines. But I really liked him and sort of their relationship. Although yeah. I feel like clearly st- something's going on with him. That's like, we don't know about like he could easily be a bad guy, but I sort of liked their dynamic too. Yeah, I mean, that's what was fun about this season, I feel like, is there was this red herring overarching theme of like, we're being blackmailed, like someone knows the truth. And it's built up as this sort of, who could it be? And you're spending the next episodes doubting Adam, Shauna's like, a love affair and and questioning the the husband because like it has to be someone or maybe it's the daughter like, I don't know, all the message boards while watching these episodes roll out one at a time, were like very much like, what is the mystery? Who is this bad person that's doing this? And then the twist turns out, oh, it was not nefarious. It was just this desperate Jeff character, Shauna's husband, who needed some extra cash for his furniture store. And actually, he wasn't a bad guy. He wasn't cheating. Actually, he always knew what she had done. She, he'd read the journals and actually he'd always been willing to like love Shauna regardless. And I felt like that was a cool moment where it was like, but like what you're <laughs> you were there was no book club is like the great twist of TV where all along you're trusting these narrators like lack of trust and you're trusting these narrators who don't trust anyone and you're you're believing the signs of like what they're seeing but then you realize oh wow these girls actually aren't like reliable narrators they are they have been severely traumatized they're ability to connect with people has been severely limited. And I think having Shauna accidentally kill her lover in this sort of PTSD fueled, um, clouded moment, and then having her come together with the husband she thought was cheating on her all along was a really, really compelling way to highlight how this show is so much about, um, sort of the the memory the lack of ability to trust memory like even the setup of flashbacks and and current present day and everything tangled up together and it's just like how does the trauma affect the mind and the husband knows that she that the boyfriend's dead yes yeah yeah okay yeah yeah Yeah. um because she confesses to him oh sorry i killed this guy who knew and he's like oh shoot no that wasn't the guy who did that sorry about that confusion right Yes, and, yes, that's correct. And they but, decide but then, to, uh, but the, but then we body. still think that there's somebody that there's a different somebody who is the one who killed uh, Travis. Yeah. So it was like, um, yeah, there's so there was some two, implication. Yes, yeah. there was two. So this was sort of like this money extortion plot from season one is kind of wrapped up. Yeah, but we still have a lot of loose threads in the current timeline, and then also we have loads of loose threads in the 
flashback sequence. Yeah. So can we just talk about like all of that and the sort of the theorizing, I yeah. guess. Some? <laughs> so we get this opening sequence. Like I was trying to figure out by reading articles, like kind of the math of the group. Cause it's like, right. there's only so many people on the plane. I was like, how many people are there on the plane versus how many people are sort of in the wide shot of like all of them eating the girl right. at the beginning. And like, how many of these people are we losing? And then in the current day timeline, there's obviously the four girls and Travis who survived and then didn't uh, and then killed. So that's five people. But it's unclear as to if there are others that are still living right. or somewhere else and just are mentioned or if truly those are the only five that escaped. And then yeah. even like Jackie, who appears to freeze to death in the finale and also you know, sort of gets these kind of like in memoriam type moments throughout the series in the present day. I feel like it's not like confirmed, confirmed that even she's dead. Oh, um, am I right? <laughs> I mean, she looked pretty frozen, you know? Well, I mean, truly, but I thought the girl who got mauled by the bear was dead. And then well, five yeah. scenes later, she just had, you know, some like, uh, you know, <laughs> oh, like a, like two stitches on her face well, and was up and fair, moving. She was mauled. Her flesh was torn off like her cheek, but they just flapped it back and sewed it on. You know, so it wasn't like gr skin magically grew back. It right. was a flap of skin that they. Yeah, but I'm, but I'm also should saying she have like died if, from disease. Yes, definitely. But yeah, like okay, could they warm up that? Like I would not <laughs> put it past the show of of them thawing out Jackie. Like I don't think so. Honestly, I think I mean we saw Jackie die. We saw her dream sequence of dying. Like the, I think that I thought true. that was really moving. Like it was like she just wanted to be liked. She just wanted to be loved. She just wanted to be needed. And I thought that so you think was like that's really the sad. end of Jackie. I think that's the end of Jackie, Matt. I'm really sorry for your loss, but well, I'm just sort of like, who's the? I mean, I don't know. I feel like that was a, like that was an intre that was an interesting um, character, and also sort of like the antagonist of the group. So right. now I'm like, now that she's gone, sort of, what's the like, what's the group dynamic? I guess we have, which maybe that's the point of it. They yeah. were like, she was only there for the first season to sort of like make you think that she was going to be the one who caused all of the issues, and then turns out she really didn't cause very many issues at all. <laughs> yeah, um, and then she just I died. Mean, I think, yeah, I think it's interesting I mean, to see like Lottie scattered throughout the episodes where she's not really a main player, but she's sort of this background figure and the other characters are interacting with her and those interactions end up giving her power right like like she warns van not to do this thing and then van gets the talisman and starts believing in lottie and lottie is baptized by uh the christian girl and sees this image of the antler queen and kind of the explosion that would eventually take the christian girl and now that the christian girl isn't there to tell her like oh this is god like working through you she's descended into total like I, I, darkness i don't know it seems like interesting to see how whether or not it's supernatural it just so happens that the quote-unquote truth speakers whether you see that as the christian or whether you see that as jackie being like indignant of the idea of anything being there they're gone now and so now the most powerful voice is Lottie praying to these dark spirits. Even the coach is scared of her, is scared of the girls and isn't willing to be well, a adult figure in this mist. And I think that's what's interesting about season two. Lottie is taking like pills early on and then yes. she, and then she runs out. So 
I feel like it's sort of implied that she has some kind of um right it could like just mental, be mental illness illness yeah. but then it but then isn't she also the one who sort of like stops her parents from hitting the car yeah yeah um so it sort of hinted like well maybe she has some kind of like psychic forethought or right. and then with all of the spiritual stuff that's like okay maybe she's kind of like embodying that i will say the the idea of sort of her being like in touch with some kind of spirit and then sort of getting all of these people into some sort of spiritual cult that's eating or that then they're eating people is much less interesting to me than some kind of like more political, like grounded um, <laughs> like machination. Yeah. I mean, I see your point. Um, like if I have to watch four more seasons of sort of Lottie, like, I, I mean, I don't, and all of them just ha- being like demon possessed in the wilderness and eating each other, like that to me is not that interesting. But isn't that how, that's like how cults work, right? They like pull you in based on something you need or something well, you want yes, and you're convinced. But that's like, but that's like, well, at least I feel like w- when that happens at cults, that's like manipulation. It's not like, right. uh, it's not like an actual demon possession or something. Right. And again, I guess that's the question where I lean more towards this is just some bad luck that is being dressed as like a spiritual moral I don't force. think so. I think that there's actually some kind of <laughs> like, I think that the show thinks that there's actually some kind of force out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it I, could don't be. Think, I, mean, I don't I think we're going to get to the end was... of this. <laughs> right. Yeah. And have it be like, oh, it was all just like mental illness the whole time. And like some mushrooms Well, not even or mental illness, but just like your brain breaks under pressure like that. Right. Like it's not even just like, oh, she's diagnosed bipolar and this is her bipolar. No, like I don't think they're trying to demonize mental health even. I think it's more that trauma just changes your brain chemistry. And I think whether or not that allows people to suddenly believe something more easily is interesting. I mean, I'm sure that that is true. And especially if you're, you know, a teenager because already your mind is in a weird place, but I don't know. I just, and I I think that's like what's setting up, right. Is there seems to be at some point, like I remember even the, the, the copy of the show like when you'd open showtime it's like oh a a plane crash forces girls into tribes that are then you know so there's this there is something implied about there being two sides right and so i think that will be an interesting part of what they explore in second seasons is like who chooses what and what are their like grounding points and like how do they survive without each other and all of that and like where does the line in the sand get drawn and how do they how do they descend into these sort of um, pacts? But it also seems like if there's two tribes and they're legitimately like trying to hunt and eat each other, that the four main characters like could not be on separate ones and then have like, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, I think that's what'll be interesting because I feel like Natalie doesn't seem like she'll go along with Lottie and she's also the one who's kidnapped in the end and Travis is the one who was killed supposedly by Lottie's modern day cult. So it's like, how does it break down in the wilderness? And these people weren't in touch for 25 years. Like, yes, Shauna and Ty had some sort of burner phone where they would text every now and then, but it wasn't like they're all friendly. They're not all like happy who, to get together on who brunch. kidnaps her at the end? The implication yeah. is lo- like 
like Natalie had paid, had bullied her, you know, right. friend into but looking this up. And I think but it's, it's like not Lottie. anybody we know. No, no, right? no. None no. of the people yeah. who come in are people we know. They're just okay. wearing the symbol of the yes, like, that's girl right. or of whatever. The whatever. Yeah. So like Lottie is supposedly yeah. still yeah, out she's there like, or someone has a Lottie? bank account yeah. with no, with yeah. her name. Yeah. I don't know. My, my desire to watch a second season of this <laughs> is like non-existent. I just, I really liked it. I like reading about, it. I like reading about, like there was this LA Times piece where they talked to a psychologist about like how this show does a great job of highlighting what PTSD actually looks like and how it, how it acts out, like especially in the killing of Adam where, where Shauna doesn't do it because she hates him. It's just like a trauma response. And I think, you know, Oh, PTSD, trauma response, like all these things are such buzzwords, especially in the TikTok therapy angle, that I think it's interesting to watch it play out in a more realistic way because these women actually did see like true horror. But they also could be demon possessed. But they could like, also that's be still on the, on the table. Yeah, of course. It could be they ended up in a dark place. And and it's like, I don't know, it, it, a lot of people in the world believe in sort of bad spirits or bad energy or whatever. So I don't think that automatically means it'll go as woo-woo as Lost did, where it's time travel and like, uh, you know, like I could see it being continuing to be something where if you believe in dark spirits and you can see that at play in the script but if you believe it's just bad luck you could see that at play in the script i wanted more of like a concrete mystery <laughs> that we could unravel and and i feel like this is not that but and like maybe lost wasn't of... a concrete mystery either yeah, but it was I like didn't a weird like, but i the parts of lost that i liked <laughs> were the parts when i thought that it was the concrete mystery once okay, we got into okay. season four i liked it a lot less you're right. one of the few people who loved <laughs> all of lost like i was yeah i, I wanted there to be like some like some kind of reasoning for something and i feel like when they said oh it's going to be a five season arc and mm -hmm. we sort of have this planned out i was like okay perfect this is something that has been thought out in a way that's going to be like there's clues and we don't know but like we right. can sort of put the pieces together um where a sort of like well I hate all the characters and maybe it's a demon <laughs> possession, but maybe it's not. And it's just like all of these people like sort of I wallowing mean, in trauma is, still, is not fun. What did they do? That's still the they mystery. They ate people. But we don't even know like what happened. But if they didn't eat people, then like, then like, we don't then know what's how the they begin to build these like traps to capture no, girls no, in the you. wilderness. And, and I also, think that's why it's like, like there's that's not even the overall... that many people there. <laughs> I know. And so that's like, I think that's what's fun about it. One is that it rolls out. There's conversations happening around each episode, around each arc. And it's sort of like, well, what's going to happen next? And it's like a community talking about it, which is one fun. But on top of it, I think like to the point of some mystery box like Lost, it's like, yes, there's the overarching question. But each season has a new question where season one ends with the with the um, light coming in in the uh, what's the word? Uh underground uh, uh, what, the what the tunnel i don't what you know the the bunker the bunker and then season two becomes like what oh lost in the bunker oh yeah, yes yeah, yeah. yeah oh okay i was and like so, there was a bunker in this show did i really <laughs> no. watch it that fast and so i feel like this overall question will always be what actually happened why did that why did they decide to like shut up about it because you know they even reference the story of the of the rugby team eating each other in the Andes or whatever. So it's not like they're above recognizing that cannibalism happened. So it must be something darker, must be something like more disturbing that society would never accept. And I think that's the overall 
theme. But now the set, the question going into season two is, oh my gosh, how is Lottie alive? Or like, what is Lottie doing? Like, what's Lottie's cult? But we don't know that Lottie's alive. It also could be somebody posing as well, her. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So that's the question is what I'm saying. So it's like, yeah, I think you're inching closer to the overall answer. But at the same time, they're letting you have another secondary mystery. Whereas this first season, it's who's blackmailing them. And now the second season will be, oh, well, what is what's the story with Lottie's cult? And the answer to both those questions is I don't care. <laughs> Which is too bad because I really do think this is a well-made show. It's a, a a really wonderfully cast show. I think all the characters make sense to the older counterparts. And um, I think everyone does a good job in it. The young the young stars are people who I think we should keep an eye on. Like I think they're all really talented, including your beloved Jackie. And so... I think you have to recognize why this is well received, right? <laughs> I mean, on paper, it may like I should like this, and I know that there's a lot of like good, th- like it's well done. Yeah. the The cast is good, music blah blah notes, blah. The yeah. music, yeah. I just did not enjoy the watching experience, like I'm hardly sorry. at all. And the one character who I like, they killed. So, yeah. like, <laughs> well, for season two, I'll have to have Sierra or someone else come on, someone from our mentions who also loved this show so you know it it spoke to me as someone who has been a teenage girl who has witnessed these dynamics in a much less uh visceral violent way but nonetheless could find home in seeing the hormonal complexities of the female experience played out in such a you know a sort of honest and and forgiving way like i don't think any of these characters so far are irredeemable and I think that in in itself is compelling in a show where it could have easily been like this woman is a psychopath this woman is a sociopath and this is why they start eating each other I feel like I also went through a lot of uh teenage trauma but so I it's not like I'm like what can't relate right but the um I don't I like I just could not relate to like the actions that anybody was taking with the trauma (laughs) that they had like I uh, like I feel like if I was in a plane crash, like I, I feel like the things that I would do were not necessarily the things that they were doing, and I don't You'd know. Like, keep walking after a wolf ate your friend. Well, no, but I, like they just seemed very uninterested with trying to escape, like from the get go. Like they sit around They're for a in couple the of days. <laughs> wilderness. They're not right, like in but, like, North Dakota. They're in the. Canadian wilderness. Yes, but but like on Lost, even though they're on this island, like they spend so much time like, oh, can we like, is there, can we make a signal? Can we light a fire? Can we like, you know, like I feel like that they're, they're a group of teenagers who, yes, their plane crashed, but it's not like they are, um, like it seems like there's plenty of of there was plenty of reason to suspect that people would be looking for them and to sort of not be like oh maybe we should like i don't know set up something or Mm -hmm. burn something or Mm -hmm. try to like get a radio or you know like some kind of that plot line i was like where is this everyone seemed very quick and i feel like somebody or another i feel like it might have been jackie said it really quick like everybody is we're on to like fishing and washing our clothes out here and i'm like uh maybe let's put some energy into trying to get the hell out of this place right yeah that's i don't fair. know i um, mean but yeah. every time they try someone dies so it's like 
Well, because the ways they tried were like, we're going to fly an abandoned airplane out of here and (laughs) we're going to like, that was the most ludicrous plot line. I'm going to set this wood on fire and eventually they'll get here. I would set up some kind of signal something or another. Right. Some kind of beacon. I mean, they're by that lake. So presumably, presumably if a group of 20 some teenagers just disappeared and they had a plane crash there would be like helicopters out looking for them i mean this is the 90s this isn't like the 1920s you know what i mean i mean but to your point of having so you're not setting up something survival stuff like it's a pretty big wilderness and a helicopter is a pretty small scope of sight okay so i understand your point where it's like yeah they could do something like that if like you if you disappeared that your like parents and stuff would not be like like that there would not be mass outcry to be looking for these people for like months but it has been months and it's sort of like you think having one light one fire in the wood would do enough to like draw attention like it's not like they're on the beach they can't spell out help in black rocks they can't like well no they can though because they're they're by the water They're on that lake. (laughs) But what do you mean they're on the lake? So you want them to like build a raft that floats with a, what, an ever-burning fire that they zoom out to and relight? Like, what do you want from them? They they could do something. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, I look forward to your stint on uh, Naked and Afraid and proving that you're (laughs) better than everyone. Uh, But um, we should probably leave this conversation for season two. Uh, I will not be back for season two. <laughs> I can't watch another season of this. I could barely watch this season. Okay. Well, um, next week, hopefully we'll be doing, um, <sighs> I don't even know. Moonfall. Is that out yet? Do we get to do a dumpy film? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I feel like I it's, love a it's good coming. Moment. It's coming. It, I think it came out in Jan or comes out in January. Also that, um, the death on the Nile thing comes oh. out sometime soon. I'd rather do Moonfall. It seems so well, dumb. <laughs> look, we might have to do both. It's January. You know, we only got so many options. Wait, Oscar nominations, I think, come out the beginning of February. So maybe that's next week. Mm. Or maybe that's two weeks away. Okay, well, we'll have to see. But Unclear. hopefully you guys give Yellow Jackets Moonfall a does come out next weekend. So <laughs> Recognize its glory. Um, but you can find us on social media. We're at PS You're Wrong. On Instagram and Twitter, you can send us an email with your thoughts on yellow jackets and anything else at psurong at gmail.com of course we love getting your reviews on apple podcasts or your stars on spotify so um yeah (laughs) perfect yes we'll see you guys next week um hopefully with something better okay bye (laughs)